Since children are God's homework assignment to parents, the question is, how important is it for parents to give their children a biblical education? What is its priority in God's priority list? That is the subject of today's episode of Kingdom Currents. In past podcast, we have talked about how important it is that parents realize that they are primarily responsible for the education that their children receive, and that God has given them the assignment to raise their children uh, in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, or to give them a biblical education where they'll think and act from a biblical worldview. But when you think of all the things that the scriptures instruct parents to do, how important is it that to God that parents give their children a, a biblical education? We find the answer to that in scripture, a very familiar passage of scripture. It's found in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Now, let, let's just get a little context here. Uh, the book of Deuteronomy was written right before the nation of Israel entered the promised land. They had been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. It was a very meaningless and monotonous life. Can you imagine, uh, ladies, uh, just having one pair of shoes for 40 years? And you say, well, how would that go with my outfits? Well, it was simple. You only had one outfit. Uh, thinking about just uh, fixing food each day. Uh, your husband comes down and asks you the question, well, what's for dinner? And you say, well, it's manna. Well, well, what's for breakfast? Well, it's manna. For 40 years, that's all that they had was manna to eat. And we've got to understand that they're getting ready to go into the promised land where they will get their full inheritance that they haven't got. They were going to come into fullness. If you put it into New Testament context, it would be like being saved and having eternal life, but not just eternal life. God says, no, I want you to have abundant life. Uh, I want you to have the fullness of life that you would have with a relationship with me. That's the context behind Deuteronomy. And Deuteronomy is basically the instructions that God gives to the nation of Israel how to go in and take hold of their full inheritance in the promised land. And some of the first instructions are found in Deuteronomy chapter 6. And here we find God telling the nation of Israel, especially the adults, parents, you have to have a twofold focus in your life. If you focus on these two things, you're going to be blessed. The first focus is found in verse 4 of chapter 6, where it reads, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. That is what God has set up as a top priority for his people. They are to understand that God is the only God. He is the only true God. And that you must love them, love him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Jesus in the New Testament added, with all your mind. I've got to admit, there, there are days that I don't love God that way. Uh, sometimes I find myself loving my wife more than I love God. Or, or my children, 
uh, or my grandchildren even, that, that I love them sometimes more than I do God. In fact, the temptation comes for me in ministry to love my work for God more than I love God himself. But God says, no, our top priority, the number one focus of our lives must be to love God with all of our being. But then he says, right behind that, the second focus of your life. Other words, in second in priority, you find in verse seven, you shall teach them the things of God diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk in the way, when you uh, lie down, and when you rise up. All day long, parents have a second priority that God holds for them, and that is not only love God with all your heart, soul, and strength, but then teach your children diligently so that they will grow up and do the same thing. And the fact in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7, it tells us it is an all-day process. It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's when they get up in the morning, whenever they're in the house, whenever they're outside the house, and when they lie back down. Uh, that, that tells you God says this is very important. You know, in, in today's world, sometimes uh, to try and get some truth across. People want to show themselves to be sophisticated, so they'll use big terms and, and complex ideas to, to try and impress people with how much they know. Uh, I'm reminded of when Sherlock Holmes took his assistant uh, Watson on a camping trip, and the two of them went out deep into the woods, and they found a little opening, so they set up their camp there. They went and they built a fire, they cooked a meal on it, they ate well, and then they went to sleep. In the middle of the night, Sherlock wakes up and pokes Watson and uh, gets Watson awake and tells Watson, Watson, look up in the sky and tell me what you see. And Watson looks up and it's one of these beautiful starlit nights and he says, well, I see billions of stars, Sherlock. And Sherlock says to him, well, Watson, what does that mean to you? Now, Watson wants to impress his boss. So Watson starts thinking, and he says, well, astronomically, it tells me that there's hundreds of galaxies and, and millions of uh, planets and, and billions of stars. He thought a little deeper, and he says, well, astrologically, I, I can see all the constellations in the, in the stars. He thought a little bit deeper, and he says uh, to Sherlock, uh, Sherlock, theologically, the stars tell me that God is great and man is insignificant. He thinks a little bit deeper and he says, uh, well, uh, Sherlock, horologically, the stars indicate it's, it's about 3 a.m. in the morning. In order to impress his boss, he thought some more and he says, well, Sherlock, meteorologically, the stars tell me uh, that we're going to have good weather tomorrow. Now, he thought that he had really impressed his boss with all these big truths. So he smugly says to uh, Sherlock, well, Sherlock, what's it mean to you? Now, after a moment silent, Sherlock replies, Watson, you idiot, someone has stolen the tent. In his effort to go and impress his boss with big, uh, wide truths, he missed the simple truth, the tent was gone. 
And sometimes we try to impress people with our biblical knowledge and trying to uh, think deep into the Christian life, when really in this passage, God has some very simple truths, sort of some Sherlock truth. Uh, What we've got to understand is, I am supposed to love God with all my heart, soul, and strength the whole time I'm here on earth. Now, when I die, I go to spend eternity with that great God where I'll worship him all throughout eternity. But I leave something behind. And what I leave behind is the next generation. And what does God want out of the next generation? Well, that's a very simple truth. He wanted this, He wants the same thing out of the next generation that he wanted for me. He wants the next generation to love God with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their strength. Now, God knows that that won't happen just because a child is born into a Christian family. It won't happen just because that Christian family will take their children to church regularly. It won't even happen if the parents go and enroll their children in a Christian school or homeschool the children. No, it will only happen when there is an intentional a priority placed on the education of children. And, and we've got to do all we can, number one, to bring our children up so that they hear and understand the gospel, realize that they're sinners, and come to faith in Jesus Christ. If we, if we educate them in any other way, and we fail to get them to come to Christ and have eternal life as that free gift from God. What good is that education? What good is it that they went on and had great uh, careers and very successful financially and and had a, a good family? See, we've got to understand the most important thing to teach our children is that they must know God intimately. They must understand that they were born in sin and that Christ came and died on the cross to pay their sin debt and then rose in resurrection power to defeat death and hell. And, And so we've got to go and bring our children to saving knowledge of Christ. But then we've got to go and build them up the way God created them so that they can be used by God in, in the will and the call that he has for their life. That is utmost importance. So our first priority is, is to love God with all of our heart, soul, and strength. But then God's word says and tells us here in Deuteronomy chapter 6 that the very next priority in our life is to educate our children biblically. Uh, there is a, a man who was a professor of philosophy back in the 1800s, a godly man. Uh, His name was uh, Dr. Robert L. Dabney. Uh, He was in Virginia, and then he also uh, did uh, teaching in Texas. But Dabney really spoke prophetically back at that time, because uh, back then uh, there was this movement to remove the education of children and youth from the home where where God tells us in Deuteronomy 6, that's your responsibility, mom and dad, to raise your children biblically. They, They wanted to remove it from the home and even from the church and transfer it over to the state. 
And, and Dabney believed that the education of children lay primarily at the feet of parents. Listen to the statement that he made. Now, this is powerful, but I think it tells us how important it is for parents to realize that God is going to hold them accountable on the education that they give their children. Dabney wrote, The education of children for God is the most important business done on earth. It is the one business for which the earth exists. To it, meaning the education of children for God, to it all politics, all war, all literature, all money-making ought to be subordinated. And every parent especially ought to feel every hour of the day that next to making his own calling and election sure, this is the end for which he is kept alive by God. This is his task on earth. Now, unfortunately, not very many parents look at the education of their children the way Dabney did. Dabney is saying, there is nothing more important on this earth than to educate your children biblically. Now, now, Dabney realized that it's not just your spiritual and moral training, it's the total education of children. That you can't break up education into secular subjects and religious subjects. No, all of education is sacred to God. And Dabney says it's the most important business that parents can do on earth. It is really the business for why the earth exists, so we can educate children to love God with all their heart, soul, and strength, and then to go out and do a work for him as part of their stewardship responsibility in God's creation. To, to go and say that you've got to subordinate, uh, put down politics and war and literature and even money-making, <laughs> just paying the bills to this, you know, glorified task of, of raising children biblically. And he says that every parent ought to feel every hour of the day that next to your own salvation, educating your children is why God is keeping you alive on earth. This is your task on earth. If you accomplish everything else, but don't educate your children biblically, what good is that? Now, one of the things that made Dabney so prophetic in his writing, now remember, this is in the 1800s when the common school movement was, was just beginning. Dabney made this prediction. He says that if we go and take education out of the home, away from parents and out of the church, away from pastors and church leaders, and give it to the state, he says, there is no doubt about it. It must become totally secular. He says, it has no other option. If the state is going to educate our children, it will be secularized. And he makes this statement. We have seen that their complete secularization is logically inevitable. Christians must therefore prepare themselves. If we go and move education out of the home, into the state. We've got to be prepared for something. And he said we've got to be prepared for these results. All prayers, catechisms, and even Bibles will ultimately be driven out of schools. 
See, he understood that you cannot go and have a sacred secular divide when it comes to education. If parents are not responsible for the education of their children, the state will take over that responsibility. And if they do, it means it will become totally secular. Uh, All prayers will be removed. All Bibles will be removed. And guess what? That is exactly what we have faced in our country over the last many decades. Our, Our not it's not called pu- a common school system anymore it's the public school system but it's the same in private schools uh, th- when they become secular god's word leaves prayer goes out the whole concept of god is removed and, and he said that we we can't allow this to happen and the reason for that is because there is no neutrality in education And Dabney even went on to write this, Since all truths converge towards God, he who is not to name God, in other words, if you can't even name God in a a school, he must have all his teaching fragmented. He can only construct a truncated figure in history, ethics, philosophy, jurisprudence, religious facts, and propositions are absolutely inseparable. You cannot teach any subject separated from God, separated from spiritual facts and propositions, and have any true meaning. It becomes truncated education. So, so Dabney, he, that's what he predicted. He, he said, if we remove education from the home, where God says, no, parents, you're responsible. And if you go to Psalm 78, it even goes deeper and more in detail. Not only are parents in general uh, responsible, but in Psalm 78, it says, fathers, you are to show and tell your children the things of God. You are supposed to be one of the main educators. And let me tell you, in Psalm 78, if you go and read that passage, the first seven verses, a a father's showing and telling their children, teaching his children, is supposed to be so uh, intentional that his children will rise up and teach their children who will rise up and teach a fourth generation so that fourth generation will not forget God but obey his commands. That is what Deuteronomy 6 is saying to go and teach your children diligently. It's got to be such a focus. It's got to be so intentional. And it's got to be all day long. So that means you're going to have to have the church to help you. You'll probably need a Christian school or a home school uh, to help you. But, but you've got to go and say, this is the most important task God has given me on earth. It is only second in God's priority list to my love for him. And we've got to do that so that what? Not just our next generation, our children will know God but that their children will know God and their children will put their hope in God. See, what we're doing with our children, someone has said, will influence the next hundred years of history. So parents, God has given you a tremendous gift, a tremendous uh, treasure. It's your children. 
But with that treasure comes a responsibility. And he says, parents, you are to educate your children biblically. It is second only to your love for me. And this is where the church has to come in and equip parents to be able to do this. Christian schools have to come alongside and make sure that they're giving uh, parents' children a biblical worldview education, that they cannot separate academic subjects from religious subjects. No, all subjects should be taught so these young people get to know God. That is the purpose of even Kingdom Education Ministries. We're here to help parents, help churches, help Christian schools equip the next generation to know God, to love God, to be like Him, to replicate His image as they have children, and to go out and do a work in God's creation as part of their stewardship responsibility. So thank you for tuning in to Kingdom Currents, and may God bless you, parents, as you take on your responsibility of education, ed- educating your children biblically. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.